This is Dollar Collapse, your ringside seat to the global economic crisis. To get the full story, go to dollarcollapse.com. Welcome. You are listening to Dollar Collapse. The date is June 13th. I'm Kerry Lutz, and John Rabino is here. John, uh, hey, it's Monday. Lots of things happening. A lot of them not too good, but uh, hey, this is the world we have, so let's get down to it. Hey, Kerry. Yeah, eventful weekend. We, we had the biggest mass shooting in American history, and that's saying something, um, in Orlando. And, um, and you know, they're, they're still sorting out what all happened and exactly who was involved. And, uh, and so, but it looks like we can class it as a terrorist act. So everybody's freaked out about that. And uh, at the, the same time that that was happening, a, a poll in uh, the UK for the, the Brexit referendum came out with the leave side winning kind of big. It was like an 11% spread, which would be a landslide in this kind of a referendum. And so now the global financial markets are, are freaked for a couple of reasons, you know, a big terrorist act in, in the US and the possibility that um, Great Britain might leave the European Union with really unpredictable consequences at this point. You know, it might be kind of a non-event, no, no big deal kind of thing where they they leave and then they work out the trade arrangements um, fairly quickly and easily. And, and it's just a ripple in the global financial system, or it might be really disruptive and people just don't know. So the pound is going down and uh, money is flowing into safe haven currencies, which is making interest rates in Japan and the, here in the US and Germany go down dramatically. So we are at all time low levels of interest rates now with over $10 trillion of government bonds trading at negative rates. You know, this is totally untrusted from rates being this low, uh, begin to outweigh the benefits. You know, the idea of super low interest rates is that you, uh, you're encouraged to borrow and spend and that pumps up economic growth. Well, that's not really happening. And uh, at the same time, the, the problem that um, pension funds and, and can't generate the income that they need in order to pay out what they're supposed to pay out. In other words, if you're a retiree, you can barely eat on a fixed income portfolio that's paying, you know, point zero five percent that's not enough money to uh to survive unless you dip into capital which means your net worth shrinks and if you're a pension fund and you need an eight percent return in order to pay off your uh, your beneficiaries and you're only generating one percent on your fixed income portfolio then you really need stocks to go up by twelve percent in order to make your nut and stocks are not going to go up by 12%. So you're not going to be able to pay your people off. So huge cuts in pension benefits are looming out there if this goes on. And so these problems are starting to loom larger than the perceived benefits of lower interest rates now. And that's spooking the global markets. So it's possible we could have a fairly serious financial correction going forward where money flows out of risky assets like stocks and into bonds, which you know, not only cuts the net worth of a, a lot of people out there, but also makes this problem even worse by pushing interest rates down even further. Exactly. So, so yeah. uh, hey, and we would be remiss uh, if uh, we didn't say if you're looking to buy gold, you ought to take a look at Birch Gold. You'll find them on the web, Birch, B-I-R-C-H, gold.com, birchgold.com, or call them at 800-355-2116, 800-355-2116. I mean, you've researched them out a lot, John. Totally credible uh, company with integrity, right? 
They, yes, yeah, they take great care of their customers, and they're in a great spot right now because they're one of the few industries, the, the gold industry, where there's rising demand and rising prices for what they're selling. So, so Birch is in a great spot to help you with what is probably the hottest investment in the market right now. Gold and silver have outperformed almost anything else so far this year, and they're up again today because they're a beneficiary of the risk-off trade. You know, the same thing that is making money flow into high-grade government bonds is causing it to flow into precious metals. And so um, as long as Birch has the inventory to satisfy their demand, they're somebody that you want to form a relationship with now because on an ongoing basis, they'll be able to give you good deals in the asset that is going to be the best thing to own going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And as we speak uh, right now, John, uh, the price of gold, it's up today, 960 the ounce. It's trading right at 1283 and change. Silver, uh, up 10 cents the ounce at 1738. You mentioned uh, year over year, gold is up 160 the ounce, 860, 8.6%. Uh, the ounce and silver is up uh, around a buck and a half an ounce. So, like you said, hard pressed to find returns on anything else, and the stocks themselves are are just uh, outperforming everything in sight. So, go over to birchgold.com, b-i-r-c-h-g-o-l-d.com, or call them 800-355-2116. Tell them uh, John and Kerry sent you. And hey, getting back to the story there, so so. Yeah, investment returns. Yeah, you got to like go into the corpus or your capital. It's not a good place to be in for sure. Yeah, yeah, this is a really scary time for anybody who has anything to do with fixed income because you you can't manage a fixed income portfolio when interest rates are this low or negative. You know, it just doesn't work for the business model for say a, a money market fund or a pension fund or an insurance company. These these are big sections of the financial markets that don't work anymore. You know, these business models have failed in this kind of an environment. So that's, you know, it's yet another thing to worry about is the, the blow up of a bunch of these entities that kind of um, comes out of left field because nobody's really expecting it. You don't see a lot of chatter about blowing up pension funds and insurance companies, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that is coming if this keeps up. And, and you know, Kerry, one of the other interesting stories now is the, the big name money Money managers who are turning overtly, vociferously bearish. Uh, I just posted a um, an article in Dollar Collapse called "Big Names Bailing." I saw that, and it lists yeah, lists some of these guys who uh, who have. 30, 40 year histories of doing very well and being right at the big turns, who are now calling a, a major downturn in the market. You know, the one guy named Stan Druckenmiller, who runs yeah, huge um, name. Duquesne Capital Management, um, ha- has gone very bearish on stocks and is going long gold. And um, Carl I- or George Soros, who Soros. everybody knows, yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. Carl Icahn doing the same thing, you know, and, and uh, Sam Zell, who is a, a superstar real estate investor. He sold out mm-hmm. a, a giant real estate empire in like 2006, 2007, just before the real estate crashed. Then he bought back in. It reassembled it. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. The guy is yeah. the best vulture investor in the world by far. Nobody is better than Sam Zell. Yeah. And, and he's kept doing this he bought rail cars when nobody wanted them uh, you know millions of rail cars he, he owned like most of the rail cars transport cars cargo cars 
oil, uh, liquid transport cars, you name it. And then he sold them out. And now, right, he's doing it. So he, he's bailing on his real estate again. Yeah. So he's he he's by his actions predicting that uh, that we're in 2007 right now. We're heading into 2008, 2009, or something worse. And so uh, to see all these guys go over to the dark side this quickly is is yet one more scary factor out there you know there are just so many reasons to worry and and, and now there are, are big names who are kind of validating that point of view so i don't know it, it, it wouldn't be a surprise based on these guys history to see uh, a new bear market in equities and then who knows what that does to fixed income because you know what what happens to government bonds in a crisis if the government bonds are already yielding negative 0.5 percent you know I, I, this is uncharted territory we just won't know what's going to happen and uh, all we can do is assume that governments will respond the same way they have in the past which is with more liquidity and bigger deficits and crazier monetary policies so the story of monetary and fiscal experimentation is not over yet you know we have another chapter to write in response to the coming crisis and it's going to be the biggest wildest chapter so far it ain't going to be a happy history i'll tell you that no. much that no. is for certain here and uh, it's just going to be another it's like greek mythology like icarus who flew too close to the sun uh with the wings that were made of wax and his father said don't icarus don't go too close to the sun or the wings are going to fall apart and icarus uh didn't pay any attention and the wings fell apart and he came crashing to earth and this is the story of central banking you know it's going to happen here john um but uh unlike icarus uh, the story of central banking has been played out many times before uh in different ways because as mark twain said john history doesn't repeat it rhymes and we're getting the biggest rhyme in the history of uh, of monetary history and uh, it's going to have the same fate or not exactly the same fate, but close enough here, John. Yeah, it, it'll be the same in the sense that it'll be bad. Yeah, but the, the particulars are going to be different because the numbers are so much bigger, Carrie, than they've yeah. ever been before. We've never had imbalances like this. Yeah, yeah. And so the, you would expect the the result to be commensurately crazy. It's going to be a full on catastrophe. It's going to be a disaster of uh, epic proportions, and and nobody gets out unscathed. And, and the countries as well, uh, because yeah. the transition to the system that emerges, which there will be a new system, is just, uh, it's not going to be painless. It's going to be yeah. a lot of pain and a lot of grief, you know, that, that goes with it. And uh, yeah. it's, it's unavoidable. Well, you know, the, the only non-catastrophic scenario is the, the Jim Rickards, Catherine Austin Fitz right. <laughs> scenario where, yeah. where, where the powers that be decide they've stolen enough and they want to protect what they own by going back to some kind of yeah. sound money. And so they, they do a monetary reset and put us back on some version of the gold standard. But that wipes out everybody who trusted the government. Because if you've got your money in a bank account and they devalue the dollar by 50%, go back on a gold standard, you've got gold back dollars, but they're only worth half as much as what you put in. Yeah. And that's true of all the fixed income sector on earth, you know, all the insurance companies and pension funds. So, so we still end up hurting the people who trusted the government, but the people who didn't trust 
the powers that be will make out in that scenario because we'll own gold and silver and yeah. farmland and stuff that gets more valuable in that kind of a scenario. So yeah. that's the, that's the non-catastrophic, like that's the best case scenario. Only half the world gets wiped out. <laughs> yeah. But, but look, uh, the banks, uh, the banks take it on the chin. The banks oh, yeah. really get killed and therefore, I don't view that as like as the if that's the rosiest scenario we can come up with here, John. We're still in a heap of trouble. It just might perhaps avoid the the bulk of the social unrest, if you will. All right, yeah, that's the see, chaos. That, that's the non Mad Max kind yeah. of scenario, right? Where we're not Argentina right. or, or, or excuse me, Venezuela hunting dogs and cats for food. Yeah, and and we're just. Poorer, but able to go forward from a sustainable base. You know, that's yeah. that's not great for anybody who's made poorer, but <laughs> 10 years later, mm. we'll be basically okay. Yeah. And and so we should hope for something like that because the alternatives yeah. are a lot worse. <laughs> well, we're like back to the 1950s. We're back to the Fonz. We're back to American graffiti uh, mm -hmm. where the average family has one car that uh, is five, six years old and runs, right? I mean, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, we, we, a lot of people are nostalgic for the 50s and, and with, with somewhat good reason financially because we, we were a lot more cautious back then about borrowing money. Yeah. But people, yeah, if, if you think about how people lived back then, we would consider it abject poverty by the standards of, of 21st century suburban yeah. life, you know, where, where the average house was half the size of today's average you house. You had to wash your own dishes. You didn't have yeah. dishwashers, <laughs> man. And, and, the, yeah. and the washing machines were like uh absolutely primitive and yeah it was uh hey but uh but it wasn't that bad when you think about it so perhaps uh perhaps that's the best that we can hope for and uh the houses aren't going to get smaller you can't shrink them but maybe there'll be more people living in them maybe uh, maybe your kids and their kids are going to be living with you john well yeah i mean housing space per capita will definitely shrink going forward because people families that have three houses right now are going to coalesce back into one house yes i'm um, in in the crisis scenario and so yeah that that's another reason why real estate prices might not hold up as well as they normally do in inflationary periods because there's going to be a lot of extra real estate on the market when the kids move back in with the parents and the grandparents move back in and you know and, and you end up with these huge extended families in one 3000 square foot house where before they had two or three of them yeah and what so. about all the retail space we're not going to need and the office space we're not going to need what are we going to do with that stuff that's a yeah, question yeah. don't know the answer to it i don't think anybody does but if that's the best we can hope for well i don't know i don't know what the world's coming to but uh hey we're gonna find out soon enough anyway find john's work dollarcollapse.com You'll find a link on financialsurvivalnetwork.com as always. And stay tuned for the next uh, podcast next week uh, this time. John, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, Gary. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com.